Nexus Sales, I'm Coco. And this is the Nexus Podcast. My dad is the host, and he's Dr. Daniel Kimberly. And I love him so much. Enjoy this episode. It'll change your life. Hey, what is up, Nexus fam? It's your host, Dr. Daniel Kimberly. You are tuned into another episode of the Nexus Podcast. And let me just bring it right to you because I'm fired up about it. Last night, my wife and I were watching Shark Tank. Now, this is an old episode of Shark Tank. Uh, we like to watch one on Hulu every so often because it just allows us to kind of like be in a business mindset, but then also relax a little bit. And so it's a really good happy medium where we're just not like completely mindless. We're watching, we're analyzing businesses, we're hearing numbers, things like that. But it also gives us some time to just sit, chill, um, and not think about our business or talk about our business. So nonetheless, my wife and I are watching Shark Tank amazing episode. And this company comes on. I don't even remember the name of the company. It doesn't necessarily matter, but I want to use a couple quotes from them um, because I thought it was important. And the whole company is like a medicine company. So they're trying to rebrand or rethink the way that people take medicine. And their whole pitch surrounded was surrounding this idea of so many single-use plastics from the medicine industry being used every single year. And so this is what they say is they talked about the fact that there are 190 billion single-use plastic medicine bottles every year. I'm direct quoting this, by the way. So there are 190 billion, with a B, single-use plastic medicine bottles produced every single year. And that is enough plastic, enough single-use plastic, just from the medicine industry to create a line from Los Angeles to Australia 325 times. And they also go on to state that only three to 7% of those bottles are recycled in the first place. So you may be wondering, all right, well, how far is a line from Los Angeles to L or Los Angeles to Australia 325 times? And the answer to that question is 2,649,400. This is a lot of miles. The earth is like just over 24,000 miles in diameter or in perimeter. If we go around the earth at the equator. So this poses this problem, right? And I started thinking about this and I hear them say this and I'm like, man, that's a lot of single-use plastic. If you're wondering how many times those bottles could go around the earth, it's just over 100. I think it's like 106 if you do the math on it. Neither here nor there. Here's the point. Here's where my brain goes. They talk about, we need to eliminate the single-use plastics. My thought though goes, what if we just got people off medication in the first place? Like, how much more sense does it make than let's just change how we give people medicine so we have bottles that are reusable versus just getting people off medication in the first place? If we could get, if everybody had a chiropractor in their lives who was a great chiropractor, I guarantee you that we could eliminate that number by at least 50%. And these are things like, I'm not talking about the one-offs. I get heat for this all the time on social media where people are like, well, what about people with their HIV medication? Or what about people with this one random thing that only 10% of the population or like 0.001% of the population has in the first place? I'm not talking about that stuff. Like, yes, there's a time and place for medication. I'm not stupid, right? I understand that there's a time and place for medication, but literally 95% of the time, like medication is not needed. When we start thinking about these single-use plastics and the things they were pushing, allergy medication, and I'm going to talk about all these in just a second, pain medication, like acetaminophen or Tylenol or ibuprofen or whatever it is, anti-inflammatories, um, sleep medication, that like there are all these things that people think that they had need to take and they're like pushing this same agenda, right? So they're using it from an environmental perspective. Like, hey, we're gonna totally save the environment by doing all this stuff. It's like, why doesn't somebody just ask a different question that's a way smarter question? It's like, how the hell do we get people off all this medication in the first place? Because we don't need it, right? Like anybody in pain, 
like pain literally comes from the nervous system. The pain that pain in our bodies is literally a chemical reaction that happens in the brain. And it gets sent down C fibers of your nervous system to allow you to feel pain in certain parts of your body. Why does pain exist? Pain exists because it tells you that there's something wrong and you need to change what you're doing in the first place. Like that's literally why pain exists. So what do people do? Instead of addressing why my body's sending a pain signal in the first place, let me just shut it off with some education. Then I'll just keep on going my way. And then I wonder why 10 years down the road, I have to get a hip replacement or why I have to get my second knee replacement or why I have to get my shoulder rotator cuff repaired for the 15th time. And nobody else can tell me what's going on until I sit down with the chiropractor and it's too late. And they tell me that, oh, it's because there's an imbalance in the brain and the way that the brain fires muscles on the left side versus the right side and how your frontal cortex controls your postural muscles and how all those things actually play into an orthopedic condition. Because what we know about orthopedic conditions, I'm talking about ankles, knees, hips, elbows, shoulders, wrists, you name it, spine, orthopedic conditions are preceded by neurological dysfunction. What does this mean? Is that long before there's an issue where you feel pain, long before there's an issue where you need to get a surgery, there is a neurological dysfunction of how your muscles are talking to the muscles or or how your brain is talking to the muscles around the joints. And that is what's causing your issues in the first place. But nobody goes to address the brain. We just say, ah, you have this symptom of pain. Let's just take some acetaminophen for it. And then when you're really, really bad, then we'll do surgery. Then we'll give you pain meds. Then you get addicted to the pain meds. And then when you're addicted to the pain meds, we'll give you meds to get off those pain meds. And then when you got to get on those, those medications, those are going to give you digestive issues. So then we'll give you medication for the digestive issues, but the digestive issues are going to give you skin issues. And then we're going to give you medication for the skin issues. And then skin issues are going to give you joint issues. Then we're going to give you meditation for the joint issues. And you see how this plays out. And I literally watch people come to my office day in and day out and experience these exact same things. And it frustrates the hell out of me because this is why we have, what was the number that I said? 190 billion single use plastic bottles because people are on like four, eight different medications. I think the average American in the United States is on eight different medications. Like that's just in the United States. It's insane. So there's no thought process of like, hey, what could we do to actually help these people? Why do people have allergies in the first place? Well, here's what we know is that the left side of the brain turns on the immune system. The right side of the brain turns off the immune system. So we have a right side of the brain that's weak. By the way, I could get into a whole idea of why the right side of the brain is weak in most people in our population. It's because we push school way too early, but that's a different conversation. Right side of the brain is weak. Left side of the brain is firing. Left side of the brain turns on the immune system. But if we turn on the immune system, we can't turn it off. What do we get? Allergies because we have an overactive immune system. Like it's simple neurology, but instead, ah, uh, let's just give them medication. They can just stay on allergy medication for the rest of their lives. And sure, some people have allergies. I know people that struggle with them, but it's like, like there are things that you can do to manage it. The way that you eat, your nutrition plays a part in all of this. And it literally has to do with your immune system, with your immune function and with your nervous system. But people don't address it. We would just rather take a medication. And then we wonder why and we're trying to solve a problem of 190 billion single use plastic medicine bottles every year that makes a line around the earth a hundred times. And nobody wants to address the actual problem, which is why are people in the world so damn sick? Why are people not expressing health like they should be? Like a medication can't fix anything. This is the craziest thing. I learned this in chiropractic school and it made me think and it completely shifted like everything that I thought about the human body. We're in a nutrition class and the nutrition class instructor he posed this question for us and it was literally like an extra credit assignment that we had to turn it. I don't even know if it was extra credit. Maybe it was, I think it was. And he, but he asked the question of like, when someone takes something to get rid of their uh, constipation, he's like, does the medicine move the bowels or do the bowels move the medication? And it's this really interesting conversation, right? If you really think about this, does the medicine, so does the medication that we put in our bodies, Does that cause our digestion to change or is it our body's response to the medication and our body 
because of what is put into it, that changes what happens with our digestion. Now, this seems like philosophically very insignificant, but it's huge because what we realize is that your system chooses what to do with a medication and not to do with it. And again, if we get back to this idea of the nervous system, like with the conversation of digestion, if we just keep on this track, we know that there's a fight or flight branch of the nervous system and there's a rest and digest branch of the nervous system. Keyword digest, right? So if that branch of the nervous system is off, of course people are going to have digestive issues. We had a client come into our office uh, two weeks ago. I adjust her for the first time. Literally, she's like, I haven't had bowel movements like that in like over a year. And she's mind blown. And why is that the case? It's because we literally bring her body out of fight or flight state into rest and digest state. We activate the digestive system. What happens? She starts to digest properly again. Like it's not rocket science. She doesn't need medication. She doesn't need a bunch of supplements. She doesn't need one of the 190 billion single use plastic bottles that get used every single year. Because if we would just address the nervous system that causes all of our stuff in the first place, then we wouldn't have the problem that we have with pollution. I'm not saying this is going to completely fix it, like I said, but I believe that they're asking the wrong question when these guys are on here talking about it. I'm looking at myself, I'm thinking thinking to myself, I'm going, why don't we just get people off of this stuff? Like people don't need to take pain medication if their bodies are vibrant. People don't need to take allergy medication if their bodies are vibrant. People don't need to take digestive stuff if their bodies are vibrant. People don't need to take antibiotics if their bodies are vibrant. Literally, conversation of antibiotics, I, I, a client came into our office. There were some issues. I'm not going to tell you the full story because I don't want to give it away just in case they're listening to it. But literally, client comes into our office. They're having some issues. They decided they did not want to give antibiotics for this specific thing that was going on. So um, they decided not to do the antibiotics. And I give some recommendations, colloidal silver being one of them. They go from having to do an emergency surgery with a plastic surgeon to using this colloidal silver on this infected area and literally within one day, within 24 hours, completely, completely gone, completely resolved. Like no more surgery, no more infection, nothing. How is this possible? It's possible because like a seven day course of antibiotics that contributes to the single use plastic problem is going to wreck the digestive system that then can lead to depression, that can lead to anxiety, that can lead to other digestive issues, that can lead to needing more medication, that can lead to needing more antibiotics. And like, we wonder why we're in the predicament that we're in with pollution. And a big part of it is because we're not asking the right damn questions. We're asking the dumbest questions possible. How do we get rid of more single-use plastic? Well, uh, we could just change the bottles that we put medication in. How about we just get people off the fucking medication in the first place? Like seriously, it's not that difficult. And when you trust, if like if you believe in God, if you believe in a creator, if you believe that your body can heal itself, what I would encourage you, if you don't, you need to start thinking this way. Your body only knows how to heal itself. No medication can fix you. No doctor can fix you. Not even me. Your body only knows how to heal itself. If you don't believe me and you were a kid and you fell down and scraped your knees, you never had to wake up in the morning and remind yourself to heal them. It did it on its own. You didn't need a Band-Aid. You didn't need antibiotics. You didn't need any of the stupid stuff. Neosporin that people put on it. Yes, maybe it'll help it heal a little bit faster, but it's not necessary 99.9% of the time as evidenced by the client that I just told you about who had this infection, completely went away, no surgery needed with one little 24-hour topical application of colloidal silver that didn't wreck the digestive system, that didn't wreck the gut bacteria and the gut biome and the rest of the biome in the body. Like, it's so simple. It's literally understanding that your body was designed to heal itself. And inside of a stressed out state, 
you will start to express symptoms. And the more that you try to suppress those symptoms with medications, the more symptoms will arise. And when more symptoms arise, that your body's call out for help. It's saying, I need help. I need you to pay attention. I need you to make a change. But instead of making a change, what do we do? We dig ourselves further and deeper into a hole where people end up on 10, 15, 20 medications and they're on all these supplements. They don't know what's working, what's not working, what side effects are from what, what side effects aren't from what. And then their whole life is completely unraveled because they have no sense of control because they never, they were told to not trust their bodies, to trust this medication, to trust this pill bottle, to trust the pill bottles that wrap around the world over a hundred times. Simple. We need to start addressing our health from the inside out and realizing that symptoms are a cry out from your nervous system that something is wrong. And unless you address your nervous system, unless you address your brain first, you are missing the biggest piece of what is going to allow you to express health. Think about it this way. If you do not have a brain and spinal cord, you cannot live. Survival is not possible. If you have stress stuck on in your system, then your brain and spinal cord are not going to be functioning at 100% and you will start to experience symptoms. And the further you let it go, the worse the symptoms will get. And the further you let it go, and the worse those symptoms will get. And taking medication to mask a symptom, to get your pain to go away, even though it's gonna come back tomorrow, to get your blood pressure to go away, even though it's gonna come back tomorrow, to get your toe fungus to go away, even though it's gonna come back tomorrow, guess what? You're addressing a symptom. You're masking a symptom. You're taking batteries out of the smoke detector when your house is burning down. The annoying sound goes away, but the house is still burning down. The same thing is true with your body. And if we would start to address our bodies and realize that we were designed to be healthy and that symptoms aren't something to be suppressed, they're something to address from the inside out, we would start to make radical changes in not only our pollution, but the health and wellness of our entire population. My friends, that's all I have for you on this episode. I love you. I appreciate you. If you got some value out of it, do me one of two things. One, leave a rating for the show. Two, leave a review, and I'll come at you again next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Nexus Podcast with your host, Dr. Daniel Kimbley. If you're interested in receiving more information about optimizing your brain and nervous system, check out our website at www.nexusfamilychiropractic.com.